know how it is in Texas. Yeah, I'm so. I'm a veteran. To <laughs> you this, know. To the, look, I'm a I'm a veteran to the snow game right now, bro. It ain't it ain't a thing to your boy over here. You know. What I'm how saying? how long did it take you to shovel out your sidewalk? Uh, I was curious like when I seen that picture. I'm like, oh yeah, hell no. Karen and I, it took us thirty minutes to uh, shovel. Mm. So, uh, definitely not something that I'm used to. But uh, she said a, a neighbor next to us after I went to work, she had texted me and said a neighbor next to us uh, hired people to come do that for them. So we might do that. <laughs> they came. Apparently, they came quick. Like you know, like hopped out the car, shoved it in like twenty minutes, and. Hop got other jobs to do. Yeah, yeah, they got exactly. other jobs to do. That's what it is. And burnt, and burnt, oh. Folks making that money. Like Bo Money was saying, we got to make that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. You ready, man? I'm already recording. We admitted into this thing. I don't know if you knew I hit the record button. Oh, no, nah, man. You know, I always you try know to... we, vet, we veterans in this thing, my boy. That's in the game. Thing. Episode 92 of the Duo yeah. Sports and Stuff podcast. My name is Deontay. I'm joined by my ace, my best friend, my guy, the other half of the duo, Dane Beasley. Dane, how are you doing, my guy? Pretty good. Pretty good. All things considered, nice fool. I am very surprised that I'm not like dozing off and nodding off right now. Just got back from family dinner at mother-in-law's house, threw it down. My uncle-in-law made some pound cake, hooked us up with the recipe. So we're going to try to you know, make something shake with that. But um, I ain't going to lie to you. Um, if you see my eyes getting low, if you see me standing still or sitting still, just, just scream real quick in my ear and I'll be like, huh? And I'm just say I was praying or something. But yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> word word to our listeners, if Dane dozes off on the podcast, I will have to take this thing solo. I will have to wait. No, no, just hit hit one of them buttons and like, you know, like the <laughs> eh, wrong button. And then that was sure on the accident. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, hey, man, what's that moving behind ended up, ended up listening, and she was like, oh, that scared, that scared me. <laughs> what what y'all yeah, have? Good. What'd y'all have Bro, for dinner? We, I know y'all. We had, uh, oh, man. So, I mean, I already said the pound cake had cheesecake, brownies, all homemade, of course. Um, what do we have? Some fried catfish. Uh, had some enchiladas. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a, some chicken. A bit yeah, of- it was it was. It was a little bit mixed message. Yeah, man. It was a little bit of everything. Uh, some juice. <laughs> lemonade juice. Mm. We had a bunch of some rice. It was a bunch of stuff in there. Taco. We, we had a bunch of stuff in there, but it was good, man. It was it was really good. Wife packed some packed up a bunch of stuff too. I should have packed up some some desserts, but I was being lazy. But it was, we, we had a good time. There was some karaoke and some games oh. being played. Yeah, karaoke, people. Family members getting up singing and stuff, and it was uh, yeah. What you saying? No, I ain't no, I ain't saying nothing. All right, man, all right, <laughs> you all right. gotta <laughs> look. You gotta pay me. Damn. No, it's all had the the funnest thing for real though. The fun the funnest thing out of the whole gathering was the uh one of the games that um one of these his cousins made. He had a giant jar of water, and they had a small cup at the bottom of the giant jar of water, and it was about 20, 20 25 people. Like the goal was, you had to get a dime. You had to drop the dime into the bottle of water and float into the little cup that's inside the bottle of water. It's like and those games they have at the amusement parks and cars. Yeah, exactly. And it's probably where it's dollars from. I don't care. But it was twenty dollars on the line, so everybody's like, "Oh, twenty dollars!" So yeah. every time it was only one twice. And the reason why it was one twice is the first the first person won, which was his brother, another relative. He was in front of me, and he, you know, it was only like five people that went, and then he went, and so everybody else that was in line was like, "Oh man." So he was like, all right, I'm going to donate the $20 back, and we're going to throw another round in this. 
And if we do, if, we, if everybody loses, I'm gonna win my money back again. So again, everybody hop back in line. Person in front of me, which is my, my wife's grandma, she ended up winning. I'm like, dang. So everybody that's in front of me, like the person directly in front of me, ended up winning every time. So it was cool. It was very interesting. Um, very very interesting. But it's fun. Had a that's good time. fun. Had a great time. Sound like great time. Sound like fun. Yeah, you know, that's fun. what I'm excited about. Uh, you already know, and um, if you're really close, you know that I'm heading, Karina and I are heading back home to Texas for Christmas. And so, of course, the family gatherings is something I'm going to look forward to. But the food, I'm already putting in my orders uh, for some home. Co- I, I, I told my mom, like, mom, I don't care what you make. I, I'm going to be happy with anything, like anything uh, I do expect her to make. I didn't put it in, but I do expect her to make some form of mac and cheese, mm. some form of yams with the, with the crusted in the corn. Oh, with the yams touching the, uh, the yams gonna touch the mac. Ah, oh, they gotta touch sweet potato yams. <laughs> <laughs> yams. <laughs> you gotta like, get that in one of the drops, bro. You gotta get that in one of the drops. Sweet, sweet potato yams. But yeah, yams. I'm, I'm looking forward oh. to it. Um, heading out uh, Wednesday night, late night Wednesday okay. to, to Texas. Hump day, so, day excited for that. But yeah, episode ninety two of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. Um, I know last episode, Dan, we started off by talking about Texas high school football and state championship weekend, and those games this weekend were Did crazy. Want to thank you first of all and your mother-in-law for the logins to the Valley Sports app. Uh I may have logged her or you out multiple times trying to watch watch these games. Um but man, South Dallas takeover. Mm-hmm. Uh South Oak Cliff winning going back to back. DeSoto winning their second title in school history. And the big, the biggest one probably, Dane, is uh, Duncanville and Coach Reginald Samples finally getting the elusive state title finally, after finally getting over the hump. Yeah, finally after uh, three defeats so to Galena North Park uh, or North Shore, excuse me. Um, how's the vibe? I know you probably uh, aren't in the streets of Dallas, but just the uh. city. Probably, probably a good feeling for for the uh, city of Dallas and the, the areas of Dallas, so to speak, South Dallas. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. Just because those areas are so close, but you people have—I would bet, I'd be willing to bet—there are family members on all three of those teams, right? Just how close knit and then proximity uh, those campuses are. But man, I was so excited, so glad just to see them get the dub. North Shore has been a monster, a powerhouse. They both have. You have to be very consistent. You have to be very tough. And you have to have the athletes to come back to the state championship over and over and over and over again so many times in just five short years. So to see them finally, you know, beat this opponent, it was pretty good. Priceless. See, you know, the looks on some of these guys' faces. And for the most part, a send off for this particular coach who of course has crossed over that threshold of, you know, 300 wins some time ago, but to get this one etched in there and history books was super, super dope to watch. And then just seeing all the alumni and, you know, follow on Twitter or the social medias that yeah. happen to be, you know, have graduated from one of those three schools is super awesome. Um, right. But for the most part, bro, anybody that is in the area, the DFW area, and I would say just Dallas, but the DFW area, I think is really happy and excited for um, either of those three schools just because of, yeah what it took to get to that point. So it was cool, yeah. man. I was, I was very excited. 
it's it's an awesome story, especially for that particular part of Dallas. You know, South Oak Cliff specifically, this is their second in a row, but mm-hmm. you know, South Oak Cliff isn't known for um having the best of resources as far as money is concerned compared to the Highland Parks and things of that nature in the high school world. If you're from Texas, you know what we're talking about. Um DeSoto has always been known as a powerhouse. Um, but they don't I wouldn't say say necessarily they had there's a lot of people, I guess the best way to put this, mm-hmm. um not rooting for these particular people to win a state title and dominate DFW. I saw a lot of talk on Twitter about the refs and wanting um, these guys to, to come out on top, but you know, it's always going to be the naysayers and the haters and Mm -hmm. people that have their opinions on things, but very happy for South Oak Cliff, DeSoto, um, Duncanville specifically for, for coming out on top. But um, it's, it's a great thing to see for that area of Dallas specifically um compared to the the more wealthy districts in school so to speak um yeah, and the because, and the more well-known teams yeah. in the area professional yeah. or high school professional I'll or high that. school man but yeah <laughs> i'll leave that comment where it goes <laughs> shout out shout out to, to those three schools man but dang this was probably the craziest uh sports weekend that i've witnessed on the couch <laughs> In a very long time, man, and we'll just start in NFL. Saturday night, Saturday, what, that game was actually a noon central kickoff. Yeah, it should have been a um, night game based on the way it ended. Yeah, Colts-Vikings. Um, no expectations it, for that whatsoever? Uh, the, just the fighting, there. The fighting, yeah, no expectations. You know, you know, you just got NFL on a Saturday. You know, this is how, I mean, it's the first Saturday game um, of the NFL this season. You know, you just come around during the holidays, that kind of thing. Colts Vikings, the fighting Jeff Saturdays against uh, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Kirk Cousins and the, the neighborhood Justin Jefferson, um, thirty three to nothing at the half. Colts up right. Um, I tweeted the Vikings are fraudulent. <laughs> that was my <laughs> oh buddy. Cold takes exposed. Cold takes exposed. The Vikings are fraudulent. The Colts were up thirty three to nothing at the half. But Dane, who is the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts? Is it Matty Ice? Yes. Has he lost the lead before? And yeah, probably I don't know. Nothing, nothing we could remember. I wouldn't say anything in particular. Not even the Super Bowl, if I'm mistaken. But let's just say in the perfect little world, there's a possibility maybe they did go to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans might want to forget. But for the sake of imagination, yeah, let's just, let's say that he had a number. Uh, a super cute, a super huge lead uh, versus I don't know another NFL team. Let's say Patriots in this case. Would it be a uh, fair imaginated, uh, imaginated uh, matchup? Thirty-three to zero, and the Vikings came back to win 39-36 in overtime. I don't even know how to describe this game. Um, if you didn't see it go down like live as it happened, it was like. Okay, you look at the score at one point, it was 36-21, and it was like halfway through the third quarter, and then you look up, <laughs> and the Vikings are like a score behind, and the Colts are just snowballing downhill from that point. And it's bad, it's bad, bad, bad. I don't know if you have to, did you watch this live? 
Or were you just following I watched, along? I watched part of the game because I was watching some of the state championship games at the same time. Okay. But when it's when it started getting out of hand by what three or four scores, I was like, okay, this might be over with. And then just looking at the you want to have something very fun to do, look at the win probability as the, the game progresses and you can see it like go in the Colts' favor and it's like way up here and it's way off the screen. And then slowly but surely that mug comes right back down. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm looking at it right now, Dane. So the, look at the highest win probability for the Colts was at third quarter somewhere. Uh, was obviously it was you know at halftime it was thirty three none so that was ninety eight point eight percent at the half, ninety eight point eight percent at the half. Wow! And about it's still ninety ninety seven percent in the third. Let me see. All the way up until. The biggest drop is from ninety. Let me see, ninety-five to fifty-seven percent when the Colts cut the lead, or excuse me, when the Vikings cut the lead to one score. But I, I've never seen anything like that until, you know, or craziness, so to speak, until the games that occurred on Sunday night. But I'll get to that in a second. Um, who who's the Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you a question. The that biggest they always, loser of the game. Yeah, I'll, no, I'm gonna give you the question that they always okay. say on the the sports shows. Okay. Did the, did the Colts lose this game, or did the Vikings win this game? <laughs> By the way, if you don't know, it's the largest comeback in Super Bowl history: thirty-three points. I love to give a really ambiguous answer right now for the sake of entertainment but yeah it's got to be the Colts but I mean everything based on everything we've seen up to this point it's been a lost season for them anyways when the, the, the way that the head coach has been hired the way that they possibly can't have any type of long-term commitments to their quarterback and just flat out getting embarrassed like that so many unanswered points. To Kirk Cousins, bro. I think everybody in the league knows how we feel, how everyone has the same feeling, so to speak, about Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I think his numbers, great numbers if, if you're a fantasy, you know, if you own him in fantasy, 34, calories. 54, 460, four touchdowns. Obviously, he's passing almost every down in, in, the, in the second half. I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. You let Kirk Cousins come back from 33 points down to beat you. You don't deserve it. You lost the game, right? That's, I, I kind of yeah. agree with you on that. Like, I'm not letting Kirk Cousins do that on me. I don't care if the Vikings have won 10 games this year. Um, yeah, but the, the Colts, you know, everything you mentioned about how their season has gone, mm-hmm. in a nutshell, is that game, like, you know, they, they hired Jeff Saturday out the blue. Um, and there was a lot of discussion about that. But this this is a team in the Colts that, la- I won't say lacks leadership, but they just lack, uh, I'd just say, like, the ability of, to, uh, I mean, obviously finish games, but Facts. believe in themselves. I mean, they're up 33 nothing, and you can't finish the job. Like, what other excuses there is another that you can't finish, right? Um, uh, I hope it doesn't lose the locker room, though. Losing like that? 
that's a great way, great surefire way to just lose everyone's ability to believe not only you as a leader, but also their abilities to go out there and have some sense of pride because that's got to be. It, when, when they hired Jeff Saturday, when he hired Jeff Saturday after firing Frank Reich middle of the season, mm-hmm. did you believe that they were hiring Jeff Saturday just for the rest of the season or post-season as well? Like, not post-season. I have two, I have two thoughts. Into, yeah. I have two thoughts about it. My first thought after I found out, because I thought for whatever reason he had some sort of, he was like maybe a consultant for the team or something like that, some sort of advisory role. I thought it was just getting his feet in the door or getting his foot in the door so that he can, I don't know, be an offensive line coach somewhere or something like that. But then my second thought was, this is this has got to be a tank job. After getting all the facts, all the you know opportunities that could have been extended to other reputable NFL coaches or coaches with NFL experience and they go with that guy. I was like, yeah, this is, has to be one giant tank job. So I didn't take it seriously. And I hope, I mean, I obviously I'm just a fan, not a fan of the coach, but just a fan in general. So I hope it's not a slap in the face of the players, but at this point they've got to see at some point between being up 33 points. And then of course, losing that game that this is not, not a, I'm not, I wouldn't say it as a joke some sort of a joke of a team, but you got to question the leadership and question the capabilities or the credibility of this coach. Yeah. It's easier said than done from where we're sitting at, but at the same time, like these are careers that are at least 22 careers that we're seeing. And that's a whole other story. Like his not being, not having any coaching experience on any level and then getting the head coaching position Mm -hmm. with the Indianapolis Colts. But it's another story. So the Colts, obviously, they gave up the the largest <laughs> lead in NFL history. They take the L there, but Sunday slate of games, Dane, every game ended in a one-score fashion. The only mm-hmm. two games that did not, the Bengals beat the Bucks 34-23, the Broncos beat the Cardinals 24-15. Those were both, well, the Broncos-Cardinals game, that's nine points. Mm-hmm. Bengals, Bucks, eleven points. All the other games were one score games, and I can't start with any other game besides obviously the ending to the Raiders Patriots game. Uh, did not expect it to go that way, like because I wasn't watching that particular game. We were watching. We were. I think we were still watching the um, Buccaneers game, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe we were playing some trivia or not trivia games. We were playing some games. And my mother-in-law's house, but I was like, okay. Oh, they about to run, they about to, you know, the fumble Ruski and they're gonna get it for a touchdown. And then I saw what I was like. I was like, okay, I'm happy for the Raiders. Like, good job, guys. But it just was uh, I mean, a win is a win, obviously. The wildest play I've ever seen in my life. For those that don't know, the for those that missed the game. Somehow, some way, you've probably seen a million highlights by now if you watch SportsCenter or any other sports show. Mm-hmm. It is 24-24. The, the Raiders just tied it up on a uh, long pass to Keenan Cole from Derek Carr, like a 50-yard touchdown pass to make it 24-24 with like 30 seconds left or something like that. So, obviously, if you watch football for a number of years, what teams usually do uh, with 
30 or so seconds. Actually, I think they have 50 seconds at one timeout. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for, for the most part, you've seen teams go down the field or if they try to go down the field, they get a first down, they call a timeout, so on and so forth. Right. Uh, they ended up getting one first down, I believe, and called a timeout. It ended up being like three seconds on the clock. Um, so they run a run play with uh, Ramon J. Stevenson. He breaks it open for like a 20-yard gain. And he's running towards the sidelines, and he's like, hey, man, let me just try to make a play. Laterals it back to Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers like, hey, man, let me try to make a play. Mind you guys, it is 24. The game is tied. Like, you get tackled. You're going in overtime. You have a chance to, you know, win it in overtime. Mm -hmm. Jacoby Myers said, nah, man, I'm trying to make a play. He laterals it back. Like chunks it, uh, uh, Music City Miracle style back like twenty yards to not a lineman, not a running back, not another receiver to Mac Jones. Mac Jones is not alone. Mm. Chandler Jones is next to Mac Jones. The problem is Chandler Jones is the defensive lineman, excuse me, outside linebacker for the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Chandler Jones is gifted the ball Gift wrap. because Jacoby Myers is like, somebody's down there. <laughs> but it was, it, it was Mac Jones, but it was also my Chandler teammate Jones. Is, my teammate is over there somewhere. Oh. Chandler Jones catches it, Keeping up with gives the, the meanest stiff arm to Mac Jones. It was Mac bad. Jones is... Put on a poster, like the meanest. Not, a, Derek, Derek not as bad as Tavares Jackson, but it's really bad. Yeah. Really it's bad. You, I know you. If you watch, or if you, <laughs> yeah, if you watch sports, you've seen this probably a thousand times. Now I had to rewind it a couple times to see it. Stiff arm Mac Jones and runs it fifty yards in at the at the, <laughs> for a walk off touchdown for the Raiders. Stiff arming would be putting it nicely. Yeah, that man baptized? did to be illegal. Yes, be illegal baptized? in so many states. Yes, did baptized. He baptize him? Yes. Mind you, nobody really likes the Patriots anyway, so I wasn't. <laughs> I, wasn't I will mad say, about it. I will say, uh, our buddy Mark, his brother plays for the Patriots, Marcus Aww. Jones, who uh, has been balling out for the Patriots. But Facts. I've never seen a play like that before, um, ever. Uh, I don't know. I haven't listened to any post game with Jacoby Myers yet. I'm sure he's. Mm-hmm. Frustrated and you know, terrible about making that play, and people are talking about it on social media. But I, that is unexplainable. I don't understand what. I, I, I guess he's trying to make a play, but just play for overtime, man. Just play for OT. Um. So yeah, the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders won that one. They uh won thirty to twenty four. Um. Yeah, there were a crazy number of close games. Dane, how do you feel about uh, your, your boys today? Well, as you can see, back here on my desk, there is no Cowboys helmet. I do not see it. I am disgusted. Mind you, last week's episode, Cowboys won, and the helmet was not back there. It started out back there, and I explained myself why I took it, from away, took it away. But 
you can't expect to show up to a team that is historically bad and expect to beat them just because the paper says so. And the worst part about it is I don't I still don't think I'm remember if I'm remembering this correctly, we have not won in Jacksonville yet, if I'm not mistaken. I saw that tweet. Yeah. So I, I saw that a few days ago leading up to him. I wanted the Dallas Cowboys related podcast. I'm like, dang, we really and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Because the last time we beat them or home game, it was over in London. It was like 2014, I think. It was the maybe 2013. Dez had like a really monster game or just a monster year in general. Uh, I think he had an all pro year that year. Anyways, we haven't beat those boys at their home. So we traveled all the way over there to the beautiful state and played with our food because there was a point in time where the game could should have and could have been put away. But at some point in time between the first whistle and the last whistle, every single player not named C.D. Lamb, J. Ron Curse, and Donovan Wilson played piss poor. Again, there were flashes from players that we, you know, we expect to have good games in situations like this or expect to be consistent. But outside of those three players, I saw a lot of a lot of garbage from one point or another. But honestly, there's a lot of trolling going on, and I it's, it's deservedly so. It's that's that's just standard. Anytime you lose like that, that's standard. Yeah, people getting on here online defending. Oh, it's, it's not shouldn't be Dak's fault. This interception is off the receiver's hands. Like, dude. It's a joke. I thought it was funny. People making fun of it the way that, you know, they have been about it. But it just goes back to people thinking that this particular quarterback is above criticism, unfortunately. But he, it, he had a pretty pretty bad game. Don't it let seems the box like score when he you. plays, everything is so difficult for him. Everything. It's, like, way more difficult than what it has to be. And I don't know if that's a combination of him not trusting himself or his footwork or just the play like, calling or what. Yeah. But it's just, like, I, I didn't watch the game from start to finish, but when I do watch Dak, like every throw seems tough yeah, for him to make. Not to say he it, can't make the throw. You know how you see watch quarterbacks and it looks easy to them. Like mm-hmm. man, that boy looked like he's been doing this for years. Like surprise, my thing is a processing and footwork thing. I, I don't know what it is because he started off the game fine. He was I think by halftime it was like maybe one or two incomplete passes if I if I remember correctly. But he started off the game fine and it just. It went downhill trying to do too much. But yeah. they from top to bottom, defense, I can't say they got exposed, but I for lack of a better word, they got exposed. Dan Quinn at the helm. Obviously, you have a bunch of injuries that takes a toll on, you know, the the outcome of your or the starting lineup of your defense, but that's no mistake. Uh or that's no excuse. Next man up. You know, right. you, you want you guys want to be up in the media, on the microphone, saying rah rah this and rah rah that, all up in the videos, all up in the videos, and haven't backed it up. Like we haven't seen that impressive drive versus a reputable team by our defense yet. Same goes with the offense. They did the defense did what they're supposed to do. Right. They got they held they held their own. They forced plenty of turn two turnovers, two or three turnovers, and offense just couldn't get it done. But yeah. again, they they put up. 500 yards on the defense, which is is unacceptable, and that's not playoff football. Disappointed. 
but not surprised. I was, let me say that disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah. So, and with the with the Eagles win today, that you know separates y'all from from the Eagles a little bit in that division. But you do yeah. play Philadelphia coming up next, so yeah, there is hope. Yeah, I don't. I think the division's gone. The division, yeah. the, the division's gone. It's spoken for. The only way they could have won a division, I think, if the Eagles won to or Eagles lost today and lost the rest of their games, essentially. Yep. But fortunately, for a lot of optimists out there, a lot of unrealistic Cowboys fans, the Cowboys more than likely will make the playoffs. They all they need to clinch is Washington winning somehow today, or Cowboys winning out the rest of the games, or a combination of games. One or two games, I think. Yeah, they need the Cowboys win. sit at the, the five seed right now, ten and four. Right. Um, of course, the Bucks <laughs> in that NFC South leading division, uh, six and eight. They will, if they ended up winning the division, they'll host a playoff game, mm-hmm. four seed. Um, in the hunt right now, on the outside looking in the NFC, uh, Seahawks at seven and seven. Lions, I love the Lions and how they're playing. I mentioned them last week on the pod, Dane. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. The team that again, excites me the most. You want to guess? Lion, hey, yeah. Boys playing. I, I, would I don't love trust. To see I don't trust Garrett. Garrett. Get, I'm gonna call hey. him Garrett Golf. And he didn't I'm, have. I don't trust Garrett Golf. He didn't have the best game, but he went up against the Jets defense and did. I mean. Managed the game right. He didn't lose it for him, and he had a big drive like towards the end of the game to go take the field goal. Hey, I'm just saying, the Lions at seven and seven, and have a chance to make the playoffs. That that's yeah. that that's a good job by Dan Campbell and that staff. And right now, um, as we are recording, Washington and the Giants are playing. I think it's fourteen to nine, ten, fourteen to ten. Uh, the Giants are up, and they have those two last spots in the NFC. Right now, and then on the AFC side, such, the Bills are the one seed. Chiefs are the two seed. The Bengals three, followed by the mm. Titans, Ravens, Chargers, and Dolphins. Um, and then a lot of teams are jumbled up right there on the bubble. But uh, yeah. that is where we stand NFL right now. Because you see, <laughs> who you think you are is entirely dependent on who people have told you you are. You're not that. to come up with a segment uh, talking about the quarterbacks in the league. We're calling it right now, the name is uh, could be changed, but right now we're calling it the CEO way out. Pending review. Pending review is is where we talk about quarterback play or specific quarterbacks that, you know, we think teams should move on from after this season. Possible. Um, Before Saturday, actually, I think we were midway through the Colts Vikings game mm-hmm. when we had Kirk Cousins on the list. I still have Kirk Cold Cousins. 
on whole that takes exposed. So I, I, go ahead. Listen, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 honest and transparent. Your boy, when I thought about that list, I was like, the first person that came to mind for me was Kirk Cousins, and that was that was when the game was like 14 no, not 14-0. It might have been 14-0, but it had nothing to do with his play on Saturday for me. It, it had nothing to do with his play on Saturday. Just the ability to will your team to win or make the right throws or command the offense the way I've seen you do it before when you were in the NFC East. Just haven't seen that magic. And, of course, I'm putting my foot in my mouth here. That comeback, it kind of makes me second-guess his name being on there. But then again, we'll know everything we need to know about the next game. The next game we know if the real Kirk Cousins is here or whoever this person is. But, I mean, obviously – a lot of it. yeah, a lot of people don't respect the game, and I get it. But for some odd reason, he just sometimes the dude flips a switch. I'm I'm but, gonna ask this question to Dane and okay. our listeners of the podcast. Super Bowl winning quarterback Kirk Cousins. Can, can you ever imagine that in, in your lifetime? No. Can you that say Kirk Cousins and go win me a Super Bowl? No, I don't think so. I don't think you can. I will give a slight thought about it if the Vikings defense was playing as well as they used to play. Maybe like if year, Kirk Cousins can manage a game, but I'm not. I mean, I know you got Justin Jefferson on the side, you got Dalvin Cook in the backfield. I don't trust Kirk Cousins, man. I don't trust him. He had a great game in the second half yesterday. Look at that first half. Empty calories. <laughs> Empty calorie stats. Look at that first half, man. I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins, bro. I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't trust the cuz. Can't trust the fam. Cuz <laughs> what? Um, I just don't see it. Like, Kirk Cousins is so inconsistent to me Um, watching him play. And ha- you have Justin Jefferson on the outside. Obviously, that's going to pad your stats tremendously. Um, and they'll make the playoffs this year at 11 and, you know, right now they're the two seed 11 and three. I think they lose their first round game, whoever they play in that first round, um, whoever goes, they're going to lose that game. That's my prediction. Uh Kirk cousins to me, um, captain Kirk. I I just don't trust him. That's my argument. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, you first, you first brother. No, I was just going to say, he's just too inconsistent to me. This year, this is a good stats for this year. Completing 65% of his passes, that's good. 24 touchdowns, 11 picks. That's not bad. Yeah. Primetime Kirk Cousins. I don't have those stats in front of me. But I just don't trust him, bro. That's my argument. That's it. Uh, Okay. Move, I'd say moving along. But it was my idea to put Kirk on there. So, Kirk. Yeah, you put up a stinker in that first half, so I it's nothing personal. Again, it wasn't based on the way you played on Saturday. It's more so just recently this year. But, I mean, with all due respect, Deontay, I think the next guy deserves to be on this list. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, Matty Ice, <laughs> Matt Ryan, it's time to go home and be a family man. Um, the two biggest comebacks in recent memory, you're on the opposite end of those. Um... So it's his fault he's not out there rushing a the passer or, you know, covering man to man outside on you know no, the goal that, route. That part's not his fault, but 
It's his fault on the other side. Can't close you said it's game. not a coincidence. Shouldn't be a coincidence. Your name is etched in history both times. Both times, man. And the jokes flew on uh, Saturday night, Saturday yeah. evening, Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah. Matty Ice, I think we've seen it for the last two, three, maybe four seasons of Matt Ryan. I, I won't say four, but at least the last two seasons of Matt Ryan. Uh, I'm going to check out his stats. Um, la- uh, this year, Matt Ryan is completing 67% of his passes, which isn't bad. 14 touchdowns, 13 picks. That is not ideal. Um, last year, he went 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. Year before, 26 touchdowns, 11 picks. Um, I no, yeah. Matt, Matty Ice is is Dunsky for me. Cooked, cooked. Thirty seven years old. <laughs> Said it like he passed away or something. Man, <laughs> life, you See your way person. out. See your way out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one, Dane. Um, you put on this. Yeah, I did. Did I put Tanner? Oh no, I put the other guy. Mm. Yeah, but. The interesting thing about this one is I wanted to have a a realist a realistic discussion about is there a possible out with this contract and if so when would your team do you think based on your team being as as aggressive as they were with acquiring him would they be just as aggressive acquiring his replacement what do I mean by that this year obviously Wilson, by the oh way. yeah my bad let me set that up properly uh, Broncos country. That's right. We're talking about that man. Russ Wilson, Dangerous, Mr. Unlimited. That guy. As aggressive as the front office was at inquiring this young man. One, two part. Is it too soon to consider moving on from this guy and moving in such an aggressive manner? Two, is this upcoming draft in 2023, is it too soon to consider his replacement? And I guess that's Answering the first question will automatically answer the second question, but for the sake of so many, so many talented quarterbacks will be available. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Uh, unless some sort of trade and stuff like that happens, it's probably out of the question for you guys. Never mind. Forget about that second part. First question. Would you, would your team be too wrong if they go about being aggressive, acquiring his replacement very soon? I say no. It's one year. <laughs> I've, I've been a obviously an, a harsh critic with all the hype coming in with Russell Wilson this season. I was number one. Dane talked about it on the last episode how much how hype I was and anybody was that was a Broncos fan coming into the season. But I'm gonna play devil devil's advocate here okay. as far as being on the other side. It's one year. Um injuries happen, right? And we always say next man up. This particular situation, injuries happen for us on the offensive side of the ball. As of November 18th, so about a month ago, we've had like maybe five or six since then. We had 14 players on injured reserve, tied for the most in the NFL. And they they could have been anybody, right, Dan? It could have been the third-string players, fourth-string players. But those 14 players that were on injured reserve for the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. accounted for 55 million of our salary cap space, which means what? 
They're probably our best players, right? More than likely. You have something I can contrary to this? Let, let me name them. Say them names, D. Tim Patrick, who is expected to be the ma- a main target for Russell Wilson this season. The guy. Javante Williams, mm. starting running back who went crazy in his rookie year last year. It was going dumb. Starting left tackle fancy. Garrett Bowles, who obviously would have mm. been protecting uh, Russell Wilson's blind you side. Know. He had some rough moments in his career, but last year was his best with Denver. Um, he started strong this season, and right when he went down is where you see the offensive line for the Broncos start to right. be bad, right? On the defense side of the ball, although our defense has been top five this season, yeah. despite the record, Ronald Darby. We just got Randy Gregory back. This week, he played today. Um, Billy Turner, who was our other offensive tackle, mm-hmm. out for the season. Our starting center, Lloyd Cushenberry. So that's three offensive linemen that's supposed to be protect- protecting Russell Wilson gone. Caden Stearns on the defensive side. Our second string running back, Mike Boone. Uh, one of our backup running backs, Demario Crockett. So... That's just to name a few. That was about a month ago, Dane. Uh, we've had a lot of injuries <laughs> since then. Uh, Jerry Judy has been injured throughout the season. KJ Hamler, big time Let's target. Let's talk about that guy, Jerry Judy. What the hell was up with him last game? Yeah, this he got fined for that. He should have got kicked out the game, too. Yeah, I was like, I thought that's an automatic ejection. It should have been. It should have been. But that's my argument for Russell Wilson, Dane. Um, although, of course, like I mentioned... People say next man up, but having 14 guys out and it's probably up to 20 by now, that's a significant part of your team that are expected to be big contributors for the season, especially with the offensive line not protecting Russ. We've seen that last week, although when he got hurt, it was because he decided to run and get hit. But he took <laughs> so a lot of... You're victim he, blaming now. Is that what you're No, doing? no, no. He, he took a lot of sacks this season, so I'm going to hold off on, on, on Russ on the uh, CU out Dangerous. Okay. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, next guy, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. That's not how you say. That's not how he says that, but it just sounds better. Tannehill. <laughs> Tannehill. Um, mm. I, I, I've always thought that the Titans were a quarterback away. Um, yeah. Derrick Henry last year was a big part of our offense, getting them to the playoffs, but. Every, pretty much every year. <laughs> uh, the Titans, you know, the Titans' philosophy is really, you know, run the ball, run the ball, and play great defense. So Tannehill really is in a game management kind of role with the Titans. But yeah. I feel like if they got somebody, um, push the ball downfield, that can kind of receiver. be a threat. Well, they did, <laughs> they did trade away a receiver that helped. Huh? With- <laughs> huh. Interesting. Stupid. Um, these teams that are yeah. seeking playoff spots, trading away their number one receiver, and now they're struggling. Not huh. ideal. Not seeing ideal. Some, seeing some consistencies here. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Proceed. Um, Ryan Tannehill is not a terrible quarterback. He's an average quarterback. Does he move the needle? No, when you not, need not for to. this team. Um, and you're out of there. Especially, you like mentioned if you get rid of a receiver like AJ Brown, right? Mm-hmm. With a quarterback like Tannehill, that I think that just makes it worse for him and worse for your situation at quarterback. Um, 
think he. I mean, Titans won't have a top pick this year in the draft. I'm not sure who mm. would be free agent quarterbacks uh, right now. They got Bobby Trees this year, right? Who? Bobby Trees, aka Robert Woods. Yes. Yes. Okay. They do have Robert I mean, Woods. I, I mean, I know he's like a a year away they, from being better version of himself because and they that drafted injury. uh Burks from Arkansas. He's been pretty good this year for them. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I I think giving away or not giving trading away your best best rete- receiver that was a part of the big target offense, mm-hmm. um, it's not ideal. Um, dumb, dumb, dumb. dumb. And that's mm-hmm. not Tannehill's fault, but Tannehill no, is not. not not the quarterback you want to be in that position. That makes right. sense, um, especially like if you get in the playoff season where everybody's going to be keying in on Derrick Henry, um, you got to mm-hmm. be able to move the ball down the field through the air. Playoffs. Mm, 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 mm. And last but certainly not least, the one, the only, Derek Carr. Now, mm. the Bron- the Broncos mm. are division rivals with the Raiders, right? Right. We haven't beat the Raiders in like four years. And I still That's... want Derek. At, well, let me put it like this. I want Derek Carr to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage. Even though they have beaten us, we've just been so bad. But Derek Carr is not good, bro. He's a great guy. He seems like a great guy in interviews and, you know, with his faith and things like that. He's not that guy. You're not that um, guy, pal. You're not that guy. He has his his best friend and best receiver in the league, Devontae Adams. And some of the decisions that Derek Carr makes just makes no sense to me. Mm. Through a pick six, I feel like, He's thrown a couple of those this season. Um, Dane, what do you think about Derek Carr? Do you think he's that guy? I think he's cooked. I fully expected him to be an even better, more aggressive version than he already was with the addition of one, I think is one of the best three receivers in the league, Mr. Adams, formerly of the Packers of Green Bay. But, uh, it's looking like much of the same thing before he got there. Derek has shown plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like I know him on a first-name basis. Oh, yeah, Derek, me and him go way back. We call him D1 from. Anywho, Derek, sorry, brother. But from what we've seen, there might be better – there might be better quarterbacks out there that they can make a run. And the Raiders, they need something to take the focus off of just how bad they are. And making a splash at quarterback would be an option. I'm not sure what their contract looks like if they have an out with, with Derek. Yeah. <laughs> but something needs to happen. Something needs to happen soon. Let me look at Derek Carr's numbers, man. Yeah, the, the, the sport track. Hmm. This year's 20 picks, or excuse me, 20 touchdowns, 10 picks. Uh, last year, he threw 23 touchdowns, 14 picks, 4,800 yards passing. No, I just think he, they've been in that kind of predicament the past few years with Derek Carr. Is, he's that, is he that guy to lead him? I know he made the playoffs. I'm not one that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Um, but I think he, I don't know who you go after. 
that's better than Derek Carr. That's available. I mean, you're not gonna have a top ten pick in the draft to go after a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young, obviously. Um, do you kind of wait another year and see if that happens? But um, I, I don't think Derek Carr is that guy for them. Yeah, I might get them a bridge quarterback. This similar to what what I think that the Falcons did by getting Marcus yeah. Mariota. That seemed like a bridge quarterback written all over it. But who knows? Who knows? But it's time to make it's time to it's time for them to make a move. Yeah. We'll definitely see what happens uh in the season with those teams. Out of those guys, um, well, Kirk is heading to the playoffs. Titans are holding the AFC South League right now. Raiders are fighting mm-hmm. to make it in. So we'll see what they do in the playoffs. But um those are the quarterback Dan and I have targeted that could definitely be on their way out or should be on their way out. Um, and also this weekend, Dana, there was so much sports going on. Like we mentioned, uh, Deion Sanders last game at Jackson state, the celebration, the HBCU national championship game, Jackson state going against North Carolina central, um, in Atlanta game winning overtime was another great game. Uh, Shadour played incredible. Um, Bro, and Colorado is getting a good win, also with Shadour and Shiloh. Also entered the portal. I don't know if you saw that after after the game. I thought he was in the doghouse. I didn't know he was his pops was gonna let him leave. Well, he didn't want to leave. Yeah, uh, Shiloh didn't like. want. He was mad about his dad taking that job. Um, but mm-hmm. he and Shadour both entered the portal after. After the game, um, but Jackson State lost that game, Dane, forty-one to thirty-four, and oh, we won't talk about this long because we talked about our Dion. Uh, we gave our <laughs> Dion thoughts last week, but the one question I will ask is: Do you think his loss, kind of like them not being able to finish the job and go undefeated, do you think that kind of changes the outlook on what he did for Jackson State, like this not being a successful mm-hmm. season? Hmm. I don't think this, their success of their season should be summed up by what happened and, you know, just by a few plays during that game. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we would have liked to see him win the game just for the storyline and just to send the dramatic send off and say, I left it all out in the field. I coached to, you know, my best game possible. We would have loved to see that. However, reality, there is another team with 22 other starters that, want the same exact thing they want to win too um but if anything if i had to say something like a one-liner or something poetic i'd say if anything this is a foreshadowing of what is to come in colorado you might have all the horses you possibly need you might have the best coaching staff or a better coaching staff but there's another guy on the other side of that team on the other side of of the the opponent that wants it a little bit more than you do and sometimes that's what happens yeah but foreshadowing more than anything, uh, difficult game, just how, you know, and of course at the arm of Shador, like seeing all those moon balls, it reminds me of, it reminds me of a young Russ, not the way his play style is, because they're two different kinds of players, but the moon ball is, you know, throw those balls straight up and they come straight down right into the receiver's yeah. hands. It reminds me of Russ a little bit, old Russ, not cooked Russ, but seeing them chase back and come back the way that they did and just not give up. And lose the way they did is difficult, frustrating as a player or a former player, but also knowing that they didn't give up and they played 
they do it on their all, put on their all for their, you know, head coach that's leaving. So those are my thoughts. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's I think it's still seen as successful. Um not Absolutely. having Absolutely. Story, not having that storybook ending kind of changes a bit, but um I think Jackson State going into that game, I think they were fourteen mm-hmm. point favorites, which I thought kind of crazy Excessive. seeing everything that was on the line and North Carolina State had a good score. I think they only lost had two close losses this year. Mm-hmm. Um but that fourteen point spread, so to speak, disrespectful, was huh? Very disrespectful. <laughs> uh I feel like those games are always close and that was something to kind of look to and kind of uh see as something that not probably wouldn't have went that way. To, to go to so to speak, but like you talk about, or like you were saying, Colorado is getting a good one. Um, and they played TCU week one, which we had mentioned again oh. last year in Nebraska week you two. I mean, so a walk in the park. It's not going to be a walk in the park for those guys, but um, yeah, of course, Dane, we are in bowl season. Um, and listeners, this we probably won't be back on until the new year. So Dane and I are going to give. We probably. No, won't be back <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The New Year, so Dane and I are going to give our. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to hang out with Santa at the North Pole, man. We're kicking <laughs> it with the elves, making toys. Hang out with that. the elves. Should we do like New York Six, New Year Six bowl picks, or just pick the bowls from now? Let's go with the like, six. Okay, let's go with six. Okay, we might be pick... here all day if we try to pick all of them. You, no cap. You're right. We're just going to go with the New Year Six bowl predictions here and. I think I'll make a graphic at the out of this one too. Like I love making graphics. See if our <laughs> yes. listeners agree with us. Okay. Um, or disagree. Fight us. Let's fight. Yes. The digital hands. The first <laughs> New Year's Six Bowl. Tennessee Dane in the Orange Bowl, Capital One Orange Bowl, Friday, December thirtieth. Number six Tennessee. Number seven Clemson in Florida. Oh. Oh, I'm gonna go with the only ten that I see. I'm going with Tennessee on that one. I'm going with the Volunteers. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to see some shake with the Volunteers. So they got a they got a, a taste in their mouth. I know they they might be down a few players, you know, a few sure top five picks mm, um, in some places. A lot. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the ten I see. Wow. Yeah, I'm no. gonna go. I'm gonna Bold. go Clemson, man. Bold. Bold of me, I know, but you know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Clemson. Um, of course, DJ Uyungale has entered the transfer portal, and Cave Clubnick is the starter now. Cave Clubnick, <laughs> he is made from... that name up. <laughs> <laughs> he made his I name say up. His name. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna roll with Clemson. Um, Cape seems like he is ready to uh, control oh, no. and take 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 this team to new heights. I think Clemson will be He's back. A Texas in that. kid, right? Yes, he went to Westlake. Okay. Um, That's right. I think this will be a, a a a huge test for him. Obviously, going against Tennessee, and I mm. think they prevail. And I think he's going to put the uh, the nation on notice this game and start out as a. Heisman Dark Horse next season. Oh, nope. I got a better Heisman Dark Horse than that guy. But we'll get to that later. Okay. Okay. So this is where we first disagree. I love I love it. Dane, Dane's going Tennessee. I'm going Clemson. Next game up, Dane. All-State Sugar Bowl, Saturday, December 31st. Alabama 
And the Big 12 champions, Kansas State in okay. New Orleans. Uh, JB3, my brother, I hope you're listening loud and clear. Uh, your Kansas State, <laughs> your Kansas State squad about to get smacked. I'm sorry, it's a 12 o'clock game too, or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but this game is going to be over very soon, very quick. It might be a little bit of a war in the trenches, but skill players, K-State don't got, they don't got the horses to keep up with Bama got. Going with Bama. I think, I think Kansas State would have had a chance if we saw a lot of Bama players do the, uh, I'm not going to play in the bowl game, I'm going to the yeah. draft kind of thing. The but uh, Bryce playing. Young said he playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Will Anderson said he playing. Uh, Nick Saban is coaching. I think Alabama's <laughs> going to be uh, mighty pissed. Uh, yeah. Kansas State, great season. Big 12 champs, hang your hat on that. But you will lose this game, my friend, pretty big. I got Alabama by two scores, by 14. Sorry, JB3. And he'll be right. He'll know he got himself in two. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> All right, Dave. We got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Monday, January 2nd. Tulane mm. versus USC. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Ah. Sorry, Willie Fritz, but uh, USC, I think they might have those this one in the bag. Uh, Willie was a coach over at Sam Houston during my tenure there. Awesome yep. coach, and I'm I'm happy that he is in the place that he's in. It might be a close game, but I would not be surprised if USC decides to open up the can. But I'm going with the 2024 first overall pick in this uh, in this competition. Okay. Back to you. Going with USC, man. I agree with you. I think the uh, Tulane's defense is not terrible. Um, but USC, I think they have too many weapons. I think they're too fast. Kayla Williams, Heisman Trophy winner. Super uh, definitely out to prove, you know, a few things after their loss to Utah in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, leave I them think, fingernails unpainted, I, brother. I think, yeah, leave them. <laughs> I think this is another one of those games that might be a uh, two-touchdown two two touchdown mm-hmm. win, at least, for, for the winners. Uh, I got USC big. Um, next mm-hmm. one, Dane. Rose Bowl, Penn State, Utah, Monday, January 2nd. Yes, sir. Your boy's going with the Utes. The Utes, shout out to the Utes for doing what they do. And that's proving that even though as being underdogs or being expected to lose games, they come out on top. My dark horse for this game, the one, the only, Jaquindon Jackson, converted. Mm, The Duncanville product. Yeah, former Duncanville quarterback, now – Utah running back. So he had a pretty big game versus USC. They showed out. They did what they needed to do, get them boys out there. I don't know uh, matchup-wise how this might look after the first few drives, but Utah is going to fight until the very end. That's one thing I can't respect about them. They almost beat us. Shoot. Yeah. So Great pick, Dane. Um, Stats-wise, these teams look pretty even. Um, Utah scoring 40 points a game. Uh, Penn State almost 36 points a game. Defenses are both giving up 18 and 20 respectively. Mm. I'm so, I don't know where to go with this pick, man. Um, 
I'm gonna just go to who I think is the better quarterback. I guess that's the best way to put it. I think Cam Rising is better than Sean Clifford. Um, so I got Utah over Penn State. That's the only way I mm. can decide to pick this mm. one. Uh, so I got Utah like you, Dane, on that one. Um, and then those are the four. Got a good tight end too. Oh yeah, uh, Kincaid. Yeah, Kincaid probably be a first rounder. Um, Kincaid, yeah, he's solid. And Sorry. the playoff games, Dane. Uh, the playoff games. Playoffs. Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Saturday, December 31st, three TCU versus Michigan. How you do that little sign? I'm going with the I'm going with TCU on this one. I'm going with the home the home team. Um yeah. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it keep it plain and simple. Why are we agreeing on everything? This is this is kind of weird. Well, this is it has nothing to do with my deep hatred of anything associated with blue. Uh, anything that's well, associated with Michigan, but you know, I think TCU is just on this weird. They're weird underdogs. They got something to prove that, after the way that, that that game versus Kansas State went. So yeah, like every game where you think they're out, they they you know they finally ran out of gas and lost to Kansas State. But there's something mm-hmm. about this team. Um, you know, I'm a Baylor guy, and TCU is our biggest rival. You don't want to see them win and succeed, but. I don't know, man. I, I think they surprised the nation and beat Michigan um, yes. because Max Duggan does some incredible Max Duggan things. And I'm just going off straight star power. Not to say Michigan doesn't have any big time guys, but because obviously they're here for a reason. Um, but Blake Corum's out for the year, correct? Um, J.J. McCarthy, their their quarterback, is a decent quarterback. Michigan's okay. defense has only allowed 13 points per game. I'm saying all these things that should be in favor of Michigan. They only giving up 85 yards a game. Their defense is one of the best in the nation. Okay. TCU. Got that dog. I don't know, man. I, I think they just find a way to win somehow, some way. It seems like this team playing under Sonny Dykes is completely different. They have speed on the outside. Maybe speed that Michigan hasn't seen before outside of Ohio State. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going TCU here mm-hmm. as well, and uh, it's a copycat league. <laughs> and so that brings us, Dane, to uh, your boys in the Peach Bowl against Georgia, Ohio State, Georgia. Let's see if you go the, for you, go with your head or your heart Ohio here. State. The Ohio State. Yeah, yeah whatever. Right. So. You just muted yourself. Dane has that's muted. my pick. And that's my pick. He that muted himself pick. on purpose. Oh, no, 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 no. I did not mute myself. I gave my pick. If the podcast right. equipment didn't catch it, that's not on me. All right. But that's my pick, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> that guy. Okay, well, I will tell you my pick. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. Oh man, uh man, I'm 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 going with the Buckeyes, man. I can't I can't I can't not roll with my guys, man. Okay, we've had a difficult year, didn't go the way or didn't end the way we wanted to, but some might say you, you could have seen the outcome of that championship game or not a championship game. It should have been it was technically a championship game. Some see they saw the writing on the wall weeks of, weeks before leading up to the Michigan game just because of the way we weren't finishing games and putting teams away. 
This is their shot of redemption. This is it. This is the fight of our lives. Okay. <laughs> For all the marbles. Um, they have nothing else to lose. I said it last week. I'll say it again. You don't get, oh, dang, I might be jinxed. We don't get beat as bad as we did versus Michigan to come out here and do the same exact thing. We don't have to put up a fight and we have to do the impossible. And that is beat one of the greatest teams that we've seen in the last five to 10 years. I'm sorry. It's not the homer in me. It's just for the sake of not agreeing with Deontay. Wow. Going with the Bulldogs. Well, Sorry, I'm going to go with, with Georgia. Uh, <laughs> and you are a hater. I think it'll be a close game. How about that? I, 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 I get, that. I'll give you that. Uh, I think I think Georgia, obviously, we've, we've uh-huh. seen them the last year and a half, almost two years, played, you know, mm-hmm. nearly perfect football. Um, they've had some hiccups, obviously, close games. And, of course, they prevailed. Uh, but I think they are on another mission to prove why they're number one in the nation. Um, I think Ohio State obviously has the talent to compete, has the talent to keep this game close, has the talent to make this a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think Georgia just makes one more play than Ohio State does on uh, either the offensive or defensive side of the ball. You are a hater. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. uh, but I got Georgia in this one. Um, and then that leaves us with the national title game, and I'll go first with this one. Georgia, sure. it'd be in, in my universe, it'd be Georgia versus TCU, um, and I'm gonna take Georgia in that one as well. Uh, I think Georgia defensively would match up well with TCU, as as I mentioned before, with the speed aspect of it, um, and um, TCU. I don't know what, I don't know how close they can keep it, but I think it'll be a competitive game throughout with Georgia prevailing. So, I would I would have Georgia as the national championship, as the national champions. Mm. Mm. Well, Deontay, I have nothing to say to that. I <laughs> was completely blindsided by me agreeing with you that particular matchup, the championship game. For all the marbles, I was completely blindsided by that. Uh, but since I want to stay wrong with the picks I have, let's call it TCU and Ohio State. And uh, I got the team in purple and black taking it away, getting a natty and getting some respect put on their name. Call me crazy, call me a madman, but this is what this is what great sports and great sports headlines are all about wildly stupid predictions. And that's what we're going with here. Interesting. I'm not sorry. Interesting. To accept oneself completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do. Because we are always trying to get away from ourselves as we are now.
And we cannot close this episode without uh, talking about the World Cup. I know we aren't the biggest football fans, obviously, if you've listened to us for these Speak past for 91 episodes. <laughs> I talked about how my, you know, my soccer knowledge, as much as I play FIFA, that's how I basically learned the, the soccer game. But um, mm. incredible match on Sunday in the World Cup final between Argentina and France. Went into extra time, went into penalty kicks, and Argentina prevails 4-2 on penalty kicks. What did I say? Three tie. What did I yeah, say? Dang, you, you did I not call it? Did I not you, call it? You called it, bro, in, in, in that one time when you said that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I got it on wax. I got, got it on wax. wax. Uh, on PS5 Messi, wax. Not on finally wax. getting his uh, very, very evasive World Cup championship to submit his legacy it's probably the greatest um soccer player of all time um and if if you're just now watching like you know i loosely kind of followed during the world cup um Mm -hmm. or before the world cup but i try to watch as many matches as i could and france if you didn't know won the world cup four years ago led by Mm -hmm. this youngin Kylian mbappe who scored three goals and nearly brought France to he he put the mm-hmm. he put the country on he his put back. Team, he, yeah, uh, he, he's only dude. only twenty three years old, so he's not Young. going anywhere in time too. Nope. So he has a lot of time to put himself among the top names. Um, but shout out to Argentina, shout out to Messi, um, incredible match. All the matches were incredible if you didn't get to watch um try to catch a couple of youtube highlights but um Mm -hmm. i just had to say that before we got out of here um and world cup coming to the uh north america u.s mexico and canada in 2026 definitely try to catch one of those that should be pretty fun um but that is it uh episode 92 dane um and like we mentioned in the podcast this will be our last one before the new year um, mm. Dane, anything you want to say to our peeps before we have uh, you know what? Nothing in particular. Y'all be safe. Don't do anything crazy. Uh, make sure you enjoy the company of everyone. You might not get to spend time with people or as long as you want to just because of work or just life gets in the way, but just cherish those moments. We apologize. Man, I'm just going to blame Deontay for not coming up with the superlative at the very beginning of this episode. But if I had to drop one, I'm going to go with uh, James Harrison. One of the most scariest physically country old man strength players that we've ever seen. And he's just scary just how fast he used to do. used to come off the line, but superlative. Yeah. But out, outside of that, man, Merry Christmas and, and, and a happy new year. Y'all be safe. Uh, make sure if you're eating the macaroni, baked macaroni and cheese and the yams, make sure they touching. And uh, yeah, make sure you enjoy the holiday, man. Enjoy the company of, of your family, your friends. And if you don't, then just listen to this podcast and rock out with us. We'll be your we'll be your company, your friends and family during that time. So yep, that's all I got. That's all I got. Hold it down for you. Yeah, Dane said it. Happy holidays. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Tell them you love them. Um, enjoy the quality time with them. All those good things. And we'll see you guys in 2023, Dane. But before we go, what do the YouTube people say? 
Hey, man, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button at the bottom, man. Get all the exclusive content, man. Let's go. And that's when they give you 2,752 minutes worth of promotion and bogue and nonsense in only 10 seconds worth of actual content. You're going to get that here. You're going to get 100,000, million, billion, trillion, thousand minutes of pure content from us without any of the fluff. Maybe a little bit of fluff, but mainly just Broncos-related stuff or, hey, I don't hey. know, Cowboys-related stuff. That's, hey, the, hey. that's the fluff that you have to get from us. But outside of that, we're going to entertain We're going to entertain you for 100% of the episode. Uh, I got to spit on my computer a little bit. It's nasty. All right. My bad, though. But that's that's it, man. We appreciate you. Hey, man, new year, new me. Make sure I say that. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us, man. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. All those things to be celebrated. And we'll see y'all in the new year. Peace out. Yes, sir. The do-wop. The do-wop. The do-wop. The do-wop.